The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, welcome in to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast, Chiefs post-game show. Unfortunately, it is not a victory party. The Kansas City Chiefs fall to the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl rematch, 21-17. to And a really good game, I think, if you're a football fan, a really frustrating game if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, my name is Patrick Allen. It's just me. Tonight, going solo for the post-game show. Uh, the Verderams at the game covering it live. The rest of the guys are drinking bleach somewhere uh, and trying to forget their their worries and their struggles. But it's okay. I'm here with you. You're here with me. We're going to talk this one out. So sound off in the chat. Let me know what you think. This is going to be a really interactive show. And, and And I think it makes sense. It makes sense to have an interactive show here because... I'm sure you all have a lot to say, and I want to get your thoughts and feelings out. We are a fan podcast, after all, and uh, this is going to be a show that's going to—it's going to reflect the sentiment of the fans. Uh, l- l- listen, everybody, um, do us a favor if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Absolutely atrocious, atrocious performance from the Kansas City Chiefs offense, if you can call it an offense. Um, let's start with the good. The defense was incredible. In this game, incredible. I know they gave up three touchdowns, but this is a game I, I, they had it on lockdown. They were incredible. The Eagles are a really, really good team. They're probably going to be in the Super Bowl or at least the NFC Championship game. To expect the Kansas City Chiefs defense to hold a team th- of this caliber with this quarterback, with the receivers they have, with the offensive line that they have, with the short yardage offense that they have, to expect them to hold them to you know, seven points, 14 points, when your own offense is stuck in the mud the entire second half of the game and is turning the ball over, it's just not realistic. I mean, the way that this game was going, if the Kansas City Chiefs played on offense the way that they were capable of playing or should be capable of playing, if they finished drives, if they didn't turn the ball over, the Eagles may not have scored 21 points. They might have scored 
17. I mean, the Chiefs offense had a chance to put the Eagles in pin your ears back territory for this defense, which is exactly where this defense wanted to be in this game. It's how they were winning early in the game, right? They were trying to stop the run early on early on downs. They want they didn't want the Eagles to get in third and short. And we talked about this in our in our preview show on Thursday that the Chiefs wanted to get the Eagles in third and long situations so they could rely on what they do best, which is rushing the passer and defending the pass. And that's exactly what they did. They were incredible in the first half. They sacked Jalen Hurts five times in the first half of that football game. And in the end, it didn't matter. And it didn't matter because the Kansas City Chiefs offense is broken. I've been a staunch advocate for this team over the, the, the first half of the year that the Chiefs would, would figure it out. They've got Andy Reid. They've got Patrick Mahomes. This offense has never really struggled to this degree except in 2021, and they eventually figured that out. Guys, I'm, I don't know that there's anything to figure out here. If the receivers can't catch, you can't have a passing game. If your receivers can't get open, you can't have a passing game. And if when they do get open, they can't catch the ball, you can't. It doesn't matter how good Patrick Mahomes is. It doesn't matter how good the offensive line is blocking for for the pass. It doesn't matter how good Isaiah Pacheco is at running the ball, how hard he's running. You're screwed. You're screwed. And there are so many culprits in this loss. It's just maddening. And the, in enemy number one and enemy number two, as frustrated as we are sitting here right now, as frustrated, and we should be, you should be pissed. As pissed as you might be about the receivers and the drops and the offensive line, the tackles and the penalties, and I'm going to get into all that. The reason, the primary reason that the Chiefs lost this football game is because they're too, I'm going to say this, I want, I'm, I want to really emphasize this. Make sure you're listening. The reason the Chiefs lost this game is because their two best players, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, turned the ball over in the red zone. For You can throw out the drops. If Travis Kelsey doesn't fumble that ball, and if, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw that horrible interception in the end zone, the Kansas City Chiefs probably win this game. Because you're talking about a swing – Worst case scenario, those drives end in six additional points, right? Which which would give the Chiefs the victory, or 14 additional points. And if the Chiefs convert touchdowns on both of those drives, the Eagles are in a bad way. The running game just basically goes out the window for them. And the Chiefs defense is able to pin their ears back the second half. The Chiefs are able to run more, run out the clock, all of those things that we didn't get to see in the second half because of the turnovers. It was it was brutal. The Chiefs scored 17 points in this game, and they had two red zone turnovers. So as bad as the offense is on a whole, performance-wise, in point scoring, you get down there in the red area, and your best player and your second best player on offense, the, the guys that you're supposed to rely on, make horrible mistakes that cost you the game. Now, you can make the argument here that because the rest of the offense is so bad, that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have they have zero room for error. And that's I I think that's pretty close to true. They have zero room for error. 
when they get a chance, when this offense, the way it is right now, when this offense has a chance to score, they've got to they've got to come through. You cannot have Patrick Mahomes, and he'll be the first to tell you. He and Travis Kelsey are going to be pissed at themselves, and they're going to look in the mirror and they're going to be like, we're the reason that we lost this game. You can't make those mistakes. If you're, you're the MVP, you're the Super Bowl MVP, you're Patrick Mahomes, you're the best quarterback in football, your offense is struggling. You have to bail them out. That's your job. You have to be the hero. He wasn't the hero tonight. Mahomes is 24 of 43. 24 of 43 for 177 yards in this game. Two touchdowns, one back-breaking interception. Travis Kelsey fumbles about once a year. And it always comes at an absolutely terrible time. It just seems like he has that one fumble every year, and it costs the Chiefs a game. They were going to score. They were going to go up by 10 points, and it cost the Chiefs a game. You know, at this point, it kind of feels like the Chiefs' offensive game plan is score a touchdown in our scripted plays in the first quarter, hope that we can get cobble together 10 more points, one more touchdown, and one more field goal the rest of the game, and then pray our defense plays like the 85 Bears. That's the, that's the game plan on offense right now. Because in the second half, the Chiefs can't score. They're averaging something like, I saw this on Twitter from our guy Verderam, they're averaging something like five and a half points. And that's, that, that average will have gone down after this game. It's the worst in the NFL. It's the worst second-half offense in the NFL. So you can pull the stats. You can pull where they are in scoring in the NFL, their third down percentage, which has been pretty good. You can pull all those things. It doesn't matter. Once the first half is over, hope the defense can play like the 85 Bears because we're not scoring. And I don't know, you know, early in the season, I think we all thought, hey, Justin Watson. Look at him, man. He's leading the team in receiving. He seems to be the one guy that's getting open, that catches the ball, the one guy that Patrick Mahomes trusts. He had three drops in this game. That last pass on fourth and 25, Mahomes nails him. Nails him in the hands. He drops it. He drops it. His third drop of the game. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I defended him early in the season. Other people on this podcast calling him the all-cardio team. You know, he's out there running wind sprints. They were right. They were right. I was wrong. I was looking at the tape. I was seeing constant shell coverage over top of him. I was saying he's, he's, he's opening up for other guys to get open, and maybe that was the case. But when, when he runs his, his deep routes, which is his job, and he gets one-on-one coverage with no safety help, and he gets five yards of separation, and Patrick Mahomes puts the ball in his bread basket, and he drops it, he was walking into the end zone. He could have ro- – do you remember that play of, of, a couple years ago that I think it was Tyree Kill caught a, a ball like that, and he fell down, and he just rolled into the end zone because he was so open that the guy couldn't catch up, and even though he fell down, he was able to just keep rolling – and using his momentum, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is giving this team nothing. He's giving them nothing. There's a lot of fast guys 
out there that probably aren't even on NFL rosters right now. If the Chiefs need somebody that's just fast, that's a deep threat that the defense has to pay attention to, they can go get anybody. Because if he can't catch the ball when it's finally there for him, what's it, why, what's he doing here? Why is he on the team? Go get somebody that can catch the ball that's going to run streaks 15 times a game and 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 be covered, and then once every four games when he gets free, catches the ball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So when your most reliable guy, Justin Watson, is dropping three passes, Justin Watson was targeted 11 times in this game. He got five. Then you got Travis Kelsey. He's dropping balls. It's like it's contagious with this team. They're pressing. They, every play, like they don't play loose. They're not having fun. It's a slog. It's a struggle. Shout out to Rhett Frego for the, uh, Frigo for the super chat. Appreciate all of you, by the way. I know you're sounding off in the chat, and I'm going to get to you. Uh, Rhett says, uh, Rhett says, look at the teams we've played. Most have one to two stud wide receivers, one to two that are reliable at a minimum. Time to go get time to get more aggressive with the accounting and the cap, and get some better playmakers at receiver. I mean, it's hard to argue at this point. The thing that's crazy, though, is now that they've brought back McCall Hardman. This is the same receiving core that they had last year, minus Juju Smith-Schuster. It's the same guys. Hardman, Watson, Kelsey, Tony was on the team, McKinnon, who they used to affect that they don't use anymore last year. Uh, and, and, And right now, who would you rather have based on what you've seen? Would you rather have Juju Smith-Schuster this year or Rasheed Rice? 
So you've replaced the only guy who wasn't on the receiving core last year with a rookie who seems to be more promising or at least is effective, but they don't put him in the game enough, as Rasheed Rice. So why is everything so bad? What's happening? Is it that have defenses changed the way that they are playing the Chiefs this year? Is it Mahomes? Is it the drops? They weren't dropping balls like this last year. I, I, I don't, you know, I said this in the very first game. I was at Arrowhead. And I saw them running receivers on and running receivers off and running receivers on and running receivers off. And I thought, man, you know, it just feels like maybe they just need some guys to get into a rhythm and play most of the snaps. They're doing it. They're still doing it. Rasheed Rice had five targets in this game. He caught four for 42 yards. He juked a guy out of his socks and got a first down. I, I mean, I, I don't like, I, I haven't seen the snap count for this game yet, but like, it just seems like every time, and this is anecdotal, but it just seems like Rasheed Rice, he goes out there, he gets a catch, he does a good job, and then he immediately goes back to the sideline. Like, what's the deal? Are there only five or six plays for this guy in the whole playbook? I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I see people talking about Matt, Matt and Aggie. Listen. They're missing something without Eric Bieniemy. He's He's a special kind of coach. He gets on guys. He basically helped them win the Super Bowl last year because he caught some of those plays the night before that the Eagles were running on defense when they were, when they were switching guys and they got those walk-in touchdowns in red zone. That was EB. That's what, that's what the offense coordinator in this, in this system gives you. He's an advisor. He helps install things. He relays the plays that Andy calls to Patrick Mahomes, but make no mistake. It's not Matt Nagy guys, Justin, I appreciate you, man. Matt Nagy is not calling the fucking plays. He's not calling them. It's Andy. Matt Nagy did not come to Kansas City, come back to Kansas City from Chicago with a Chicago playbook and hand it to Andy Reid and go, here's what we're doing now. You brought me back as the offensive coordinator. That's not what's happening. This is Andy Reid's playbook. Andy Reid is calling the plays. The players are not executing. The receivers aren't getting open. When they do get open, they're dropping the ball. The tackles pass block well, but when they're not, they're holding. They're getting penalties. They're killing drives. And your quarterback's making bad decisions. Patrick Mahomes is having a bad season. He's throwing too many interceptions. He's turning the ball over. I don't know what the deal is. That's what's going on here. So it's not, it's not Connor Embry either. I saw everybody going off on this poor guy because he gave a bad press conference because he's maybe has some social anxiety or doesn't like speaking in front of a group has fuck all to do with whether or not he can coach. Okay. Connor Embry was on the chief's coaching staff last year. Do you know who he worked with? The wide receivers. He wasn't the wide receiver coach, but he worked with the wide receiver coach with the wide receivers. The year before that, he worked with the wide receivers. I don't know if he's a good coach or a bad coach, but what I can tell you is that I don't know that he's a bad coach because he's, shy speaking to the media like that's just that's just your reaching right 
Now, if you want to make him hold him accountable for the performance of the wide receivers, that you can absolutely do. If you want to infer that he's not a good coach because the receivers are playing so poorly and he's the wide receiver coach, yeah, man, I'm with you. He's a wide receiver coach. They got to play better. Andy's got to coach better. Matt Nagy's got to coach better. But you know, don't 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 grab onto this press conference thing. USAF Chiefs fan, what's up, man? Appreciate the super chat. Is Brett Veach's arrogance somewhat to answer for this? He literally has three second round picks on the field and none, I repeat, none at this point are a game-changing wide receiver. Rice, maybe, but sure. I mean, when you're when this happens. Like everybody's to blame, right? And I'm sure Brett Veach will tell you that. Like, we got to figure it out. I don't know if I'd call it arrogance, but I've I was worried and I have been worried about hubris creeping in to this personnel team just because of the success that they've had. They've and when you get, you know, right? Like it's it's like a the tightrope walker who's who's just so damn good and you know, walked across the, the, you know, the Grand Canyon or whatever, and then gets, gets a little sloppy and thinks he's invincible. Um, this, this, for me, it was the trade deadline when it was sort of apparent that there were some issues here and they needed somebody reliable. And you got like veterans out there like Adam Thielen and just like somebody that could be, and they, they just, they got McCole Hardman back. Um, they assume that they're going to figure it out. They still probably assume that they're going to figure it out. Maybe they will. I hope God, hope to God that they figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brett Veach is to blame. On, on one hand, he's done an incredible job of building an absolutely suffocating defense. And on the other hand, he's failed to find the right weapons to put around Patrick Mahomes. But you almost can't blame him because like, did you watch them last year? Like going into the season, I and mean, we were all like, I don't know about these guys. They're not I, these names on the wide receiver core with no Tyree Kill. It's like we thought it was a reset year, and they won the Super Bowl. Mahomes won the MVP. The offense was like top four, three. They were incredible. And it's the same guys, except for Juju Smith Schuster, who went to New England and does absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I, I don't I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the new tackles. It just seems like a it's just a combination of things. Like right now, this is not a it's not a high functioning offense. It's extremely dysfunctional. They can do some things well, but they cannot seem to put it together for 60 minutes. They were running the ball well in this game. Second half, they were trying to throw a bunch more. Guys can't catch. The the Juwan Taylor and and um in the left tackle, Donovan Smith. These guys are killing them with the penalties. Just absolutely killing the Chiefs. The way that this offense is playing right now, do you remember back when like Alex Smith was the quarterback? The Chiefs would get into like a third and seven, and you were like, well, we're punting, right? Like any kind of third and long situation. God forbid they had a, 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 a false start and they were in third and 15 or a holding and they were in third and 20. Like you knew you weren't getting, you knew you weren't getting the first down with that guy. Like it just, it just in that offense, like it just wasn't happening. Started to happen a little bit more that last year when he played well and they had Tyree kill, but like it just, you knew they weren't getting it. And then Mahomes came, and I remember specifically thinking, like, man, it's incredible. Like we'll be in third and twenty, third and fifteen, third and twenty-five, and like <clears throat> they get the first down like forty percent of the time. 
And a lot of that was Tyreek, and a lot of that was Mahomes. They're not that team anymore. They're just not. They don't have the guy. Mahomes, as good as he is, sometimes they still manage to convert because he's ridiculous. He runs or he puts a ball like when they, you know, that it hits a guy in the hands and he doesn't catch it. But like they don't have the guys to, to pull that off anymore. And so they can't afford those. They can't overcome them the way that they used to be able to overcome them when they had Tyree kill. They can't do it. You get a holding penalty on a drive. You better hope Mahomes is able to scramble. It's just not working. And what I'm seeing out there, and I promise you, we're going to get to the chat. What I'm seeing is Patrick Mahomes drops back and the ball almost never comes out on time. Like, I don't know, like his first read, the guys are never getting open, but he drops back and it's hitch, 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 start to run. And sometimes he makes something ridiculous happen. But it's never like one, two, three, hit, one, two, three, hit, one, two, three, hit. It's just not happening. And when he when he does have those plays, guys drop the fucking ball. When he's like on time, you're open, gets the ball out. Watson drops the ball. Kelsey drops the ball. Like, I don't know what the guy's supposed to do. Mahomes is, has, has been bad at times this year. But I, I don't know. Like he can't. Sometimes it feels like he can turn water into wine, but he can't make he can't go catch the ball for the guys. He can't do it. The ball hit MVS. Like, I'm going to have nightmares. I had a really good day. I had a really good day personally today. And they really brought me down. I'm really angry. Um, <laughs> B, B says, bring back Dwayne Bow. I mean, honestly, I was sitting there and I was watching these guys drop balls. And I was like, how old is Tony Gonzalez? Like, you know that, dude. Like, he's like a vegan. He keeps himself in, like, incredible shape. And, like, I know he's old now. Richard, producer Richard, if you can look up how old Tony Gonzalez is for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, Because I just don't know off the top of my head. I was like, I wonder if Tony would come back. And like, I mean, you know, they got Julio Jones' old ass out there. He's a corpse at this point running around. Like, oh, there's a good one. Jarvis Landry is a free agent. Jarvis Landry catches the ball. (laughs) Like, I, you know, if guys can't, like the guys we have can't get open. So even if we go get some old people like Tony Gonzalez or or, or Jarvis Landry, uh, Tony's 47. Okay, that might be a stretch. Do you guys think that Tony Gonzalez at 47 could go for like, like if he came back right now with seven games to play, do you think he could get 300 yards receiving? Probably not. He probably can't run. Um, I, I, this is how desperate I am here. We're sitting here talking about can Tony G, but he'd catch the ball. Like he'd catch it. Um, I mean, these receivers should be in the jugs. They shouldn't even practice anymore. They should just do jugs nonstop. More super chats to get to. Um, Matt, appreciate you. We have to start using Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know why he's not out there every play. We'll see the snap counts. Obviously, I seen him run, I seen him run to the sidelines. Um, he's he should be out there every play. Like I don't care, I don't care what packages you have, or if you're going for a mismatch, he should be out there every play, every single play, every single play. Rasheed Rice. They might need to throw him the ball when they're not throwing the ball to Tony Gonzalez. Throw the ball to Rasheed Rice. I I just I just I just don't get it. If Jarvis Landry's in shape, why the hell not? I mean, <laughs> it's slim pickings. Trade deadline's gone. You know. Um, it, it's not going to happen. Um, 
Yeah, put Matt Verderam in there at the slot. Let's do it. Des Bryant. I mean, AJ, uh, for the super chat, thank you. I held out hope until now. History pointed that they'll figure it out. I'm just not feeling it, and I don't see it changing. Never thought I'd say this. Yeah, man, you know, it's it's tough. Um, it's tough. I, I want to still believe that they're going to figure something out here. I mean, it, this was the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Chiefs were at home, but this was the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a really good team. Chiefs nearly won the game. In fact, again, they would have. This is the same. Like, this is how maddening it is that they've got three losses right now. If somebody just caught the ball, they would have beaten the Lions. If they didn't have ridiculous turnovers in the red zone against the Broncos, they should have won that game by a lot. And they lost it. And here they're playing, arguably, at this point, you, you have to say maybe the best team in the NFL and the Philadelphia Eagles because they just beat the Chiefs in their own building. Chiefs' defense is incredible. Eagles found a way to win because their offense was able to execute. When they hit their guy for a deep pass, he fucking caught it. That's the difference in the game. And then and the, and the Kelsey and, and Mahomes turning the ball over in the red zone. But, like, if the Chiefs just execute in this game, like, they're not good on offense. They're not good. If they just execute in the red zone in this game, they probably win it, maybe by 10 points. It's going to be a shame, man. It's going to be a real shame if they lose in the divisional round of the playoffs or the AFC championship game with this defense. Defenses regress. Like, it's hard. You see it all the time. It's really hard to play top tier, like, be a great defense year in, year out. It just doesn't happen that often. Look at the Eagles last year. They were great. And now they can't, you know, they're they're bad against the pass except when they play the Chiefs. It just it just happens. Um, even when you got the same guys out there. So it's gonna be a real shame because they were playing out of their minds. Out of their minds. Incredible in this game. Um, Justin Reed all over the field. He had a tackle for a loss. Drew Tranquil. Did you see that play Drew Tranquil made to get them the ball back? When the Eagles, after they just got annihilated in the first half, they came out, they're running, everything's horizontal. They're running a bunch of screens, trying to take advantage of the Chiefs' aggressiveness. It worked a few times. They went for it there on that last possession that the Eagles had before they had to punt it back to the Chiefs. And he was like, he had open field. Drew Tranquil, I only saw it once. So forgive me if I'm mistaking something. He was like on his knees. He had like fallen down and he ta- like if he didn't ta- make that tackle, the Chiefs probably never even get the ball back. He's incredible. He's such a good get for them. They didn't even have Nick Bolton in this game. Chris Jones, the guy we don't want to pay that we're being cheap with. Four tackles for a loss, two sacks, two quarterback hits. Trent McDuffie, all pro, first team all pro. Book it. Book it. Two sacks, two tackles for a loss, a pass defended quarterback hit. Willie Gay Jr., very good in this game. Grinding out there. He had a tackle for a loss. George Karloftis gets another sack. I, I mean, th- these guys, they were unbelievable. Unbelievable. Legereus Sneed gets the, get, yeah, right. Sneed gets the pick. Physical. You know, going up there against A.J. Brown. He was following A.J. Brown in this game. You want to know what A.J. Brown did? 
in this game, and a game the Eagles won. Legereus Sneed, guy who's got a contract coming up, following maybe the best receiver, second best receiver in the NFL, third, A.J. Brown, one catch, eight yards, only four targets. Legereus Sneed. You got a guy, you got two cornerbacks. One of them is a second-year player who's just out of his mind, can sack the quarterback, forces turnovers, forces fumbles, can cover, play inside and out. And you got Legereus Sneed, who you can be like, all right, man, we're going to send you against this monster, A.J. Brown. You're going to man up with him, and you're going to hold him to one catch for eight yards. We're going to lose because we can't catch the football. It's it's shame. Kyle says it in the chat. It's a shame. Let's get to some more Super Chats. On the money, I desperately want MVS to go away. The wide receiver in and out rotation is contributing to problems. Every time Rice makes one catch, they pull him. It's weird. It really feels like that. He makes a catch. Get him the hell out of the game. Get him out of there. I, <laughs> I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Sorry to producer Richard. He's probably going to have to turn my turn my mic down a little bit uh, in the post. I'm going to try to hold it together, man. Um, Justin Hayes, best corners in the league. I mean, they're up there, man. This is this was a virtuoso performance from Steve Spagnuolo on this defense. It is a damn shame that the offense wasted it for them. Um, AJ, friendly reminder: the Chiefs could be nine and one right now if their wide receivers could have even cut their drops in half. That's right. That's right. That's dead on. Dead on. Well put. KCDC, what's up, my brother? Uh, we got out-adjusted at halftime, period. MVS can't be trusted. Nothing new. Defense gets uh, gets the in LV. Uh, I don't know what that means. Defense gets the, I don't know. I can't remember. Tell me in the chat what that means. Um, yeah, Tony's 47. It's such a bummer. Um, uh, BK uh, said, just saying, go birds, 9-1. Hey, man. Congrats, congrats to you, man. Eagles played a hell of a game. That's a great team. They're a worthy opponent. Great team. Went on the road after the bye. Andy Reid off a of bye, all that. You know, they got smacked in the mouth by this Chiefs defense, and they gutted it out. You know, they gutted it out. Uh, they got the, they made the plays the Chiefs couldn't make, and and the the Eagles win. And good for the Eagles. They've, you know, it's it's them in San Francisco and Dallas, as far as I'm concerned, in the NFC. And after seeing the way that they played in this game, like, you know, they could be back in the Super Bowl and they deserve it. I hope the Chiefs can get it together and meet them there once again. Uh, Odella, thank you for the super chat. This one is on Veach and Andy. We should be cutting three wide receivers tonight. Like, it's, I was sitting there and I was thinking, like, just cut MVS. Like, that is almost like he's giving you. Nothing, nothing. This guy, um, three targets, zero catches in this game. MVS stats on the season: fourteen receptions, two hundred and forty-nine yards, one touchdown. He's 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 twenty-nine years old. The dude's toast. Like he's not, he's not. You know, like you look at a guy like Rasheed Rice. He's giving you everything that. Like that's all you can ask of these players, right? Like sometimes it's just whatever. Like they they have a certain talent level, but like they're there for a reason, and they're there, there to do a job. And as long as they give you, and I feel like last year 
Marquez Valdez Scantling, like he gave the Chiefs what they were asking of him. He stepped up when they needed him to step up in the playoffs. He he you know he he wasn't a consistent number one receiver. That wasn't what what they were doing last year. But he he gave you what you needed, right? Last year. He's not doing it this year, at all. He's not giving you any. He's giving you nothing. He's giving you nothing. So he's out there. He's just taking up a roster spot. Uh, as my good friend Adam Best would say, running wind sprints. Sky Moore. That's a Veach miss. That's a Veach miss. Like, second round pick, wasted second round pick. He can't play. He can't play. I would have tried to, tra- like, it, you know, and they just, they're going to have to admit it. And I think they had, they had started to admit it. He's got one catch for four yards in this game. Two targets. Second round wide receiver in his second year. Supposed to be, supposed to be your number one this year, really. Him and, him and Tony. That is what you're counting on. He's got 16 catches for 201 yards, one touchdown. Key drops all over the place. Kadarius Tony gave up a ton of draft capital for him. This is on Veach. He helped you win a Super Bowl. You never have to apologize for that. But this year, you're counting on him to be your number one. He's injury prone. Injury prone. He's never put together a, a, a solid stretch of NFL games in his entire career. 20, uh, 20 catches, 127 yards, one touchdown. I mean, it's just, honestly, it's it's sort of at the point where I'm like, put put Rasheed Rice out there and put, I can't believe I'm saying this, put McCole Hardman out there. Put McCole Hardman out there. Every 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 play. McCole Hardman, Rasheed Rice, and then whatever. Who, who do you want to run your wind sprints? Tony. Like, why not? You know? I guess you can keep playing Watson. That was a bad game for him. But at least at least he produced something in this game. He screwed him, but at least he produced something. Five yards or five receptions, 53 yards and a touchdown. Um, at least he gave them something. Those other guys, you want to run Tony for gadgets and punt returns? Great. That's fine. Don't put him at receiver anymore. Don't put MVS at receiver anymore. The, the reason I'm advocating for Hardman at this point is because at least he's done something in this offense with Patrick Mahomes. He was a disappointment as well. But like, is, if we're talking about like second round picks that didn't like, and we're comparing them, second round picks that didn't pan out, and we're comparing McCole Hardman to Sky Moore, McCole Hardman's Randy Moss compared to what Sky Moore is giving you. So, you know what I mean? Like, get Rasheed Rice out there. Get McCole Hartman out there. There's a there's a level of familiarity. And then, you know, pick your poison, man. Like, you want to put Watson out there, fine. Um, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. And, th- and the standards are high here. The standards are really high. That was, a, that was a massive game. That was the biggest game of the year. And the Chiefs will be okay. But that's, like... If you can't score in the second half, like again, I want to stress this. The Eagles, um, their pass defense is garbage. It's not good. Like people have been lighting them up this year, in particular, tight ends. They're not good. Chiefs can't throw on them. Doesn't matter. The Chiefs ran on them early, can't throw on them. More super chats. KCDC, appreciate you. Next draft, we'll grab a couple more wide receiver prospects. Patient. Patience, young grasshoppers, toughest team on the calendar. Defense carries us to the Super Bowl. 
and the trophy. Not if they can't catch. Like, like this is this is an execution issue. Like they're the balls are hitting them in the hands. They're dropping them. And when they're drop and then they drop them. And when they're not dropping them, the, the your tackles are holding or getting false start penalties. This offense does not work well. Like the, Smith and Taylor, their pass blocking is is pretty good. Mahomes often has a lot of time. But it's just like it's all of these things combined, right? If it were just the drops, you could figure it out. Or if it were just the, the, the penalties, okay, you work on that. But when you combine can't get open, can't catch, frequent penalties from your tackles, and a few bad decisions from your court. You just, the, the margin of error. There's no margin of error. You got. They got to clean up something. Yeah, they got to stop getting the penalties, or they got to start getting open, or they got to start catching the damn ball, or or, or, or nothing's going to happen. Justin says it's coaching, but like it's the same coaching stat. Like, did they just forget how to coach? I got like the players are not executing. They're not executing. It's the same wide receiver core. I don't like. I don't have an answer for you as to why, right? But like, I don't. I can't figure it out. Um, Jalen Butler. The Chiefs are their biggest enemy. I'm not too mad because the Chiefs hurt themselves and they should have won the game. They should, that like, they, I, I mean, I, I don't know that they definitely would have won, but they damn sure would have had a really good chance to win. Like 80-20. Even if they convert one of those red zone turnovers. But like, you know, if the Eagles didn't turn the ball over, you know, you can do you can do that all day. Like at the end of the day, the Eagles made more plays than the Chiefs. Period. The refs were bad. It wasn't the refs' fault that the Chiefs lost. They were bad though. Um, the, the the Chiefs the Chiefs are their own enemy. That's that's the part of of your your thing that is that is right. Um, Rhett, appreciate the super chat. It would be interesting to see how this game goes without the offensive line penalties, even with the drops from the wide receivers. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> they're this is a game that they lost to a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl contender, you know, by four points. And they and they moved like they moved the ball. They got into the red zone a a, a bunch of times. Let me pull it up. <clears throat> but again, I'm going to harp on those turnovers because they come from your best players. So where is red zone here? The Chiefs had more plays. They ran 74 plays to the Eagles 54. The Chiefs had more yards, 336 to the Eagles 238. Each of them had 12 drives. They averaged about the same per play, 4.5 yards and 4.4. The Chiefs only averaged 3.8 yards per pass attempt. That's bad. They each threw a pick. The Chiefs only got one sack for nine yards. Only got sacked once for nine yards. Eagles five for 26 from that Chiefs defense. The Chiefs rushed the ball 30 times. They averaged 5.6 yards per carry. They made it to the red zone four times. That's one more time than the Eagles made it to the red zone. They converted two of them. And both of them had seven penalties. The Chiefs for 55 yards. The Eagles for 61. Chiefs turned the ball over twice. Eagles turned it over once. That's why the Chiefs lost. Yeah, the Travis Kelsey fumble was a punch out. Good play. It was a good play. That, that's the Eagles making a play. 
And that's maybe Travis Kelsey trying to do a little too much. And that's always when he fumbles, right? When he's trying to do a little bit too much. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, such a frustrating loss because you see what the defense is doing and you know, you've got Mahomes and you know, you got Andy Reid and you know, you got Travis Kelsey. He's on the back end of his career and you've got a chance to do something really special. And they go into the bye week. And I think that's probably the most deflating thing is the Chiefs going to the bye week. And that's that's when you think they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, they got a tough opponent coming up. And they just look like the same offense. It looked like they learned absolutely nothing. It looked like they all went to Cabo for the week, Andy included, and they ran the same stuff. Now, I know that's not the truth, and Andy's going to forget more football than I'll ever know. But the results were the same. Zero in the third quarter. Zero in the fourth quarter and a game you were winning 17 to seven. You were up 10 at the half and you have a top three defense, top two defense. Uh, we got a comment here from um, uh, Michael Antonio. Here's, here's the solace. Casey gets better as the season progresses. The rest of these teams regress. Maybe right now they look like the same team that they were that lost to the Denver Broncos that were just pitiful on offense. Isaiah Pacheco is good. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, 19 carries, 89 yards. He had a run of 24, ran hard. It's just, let's look at the Chiefs' second half here. So they come out. In the second half, punt, punt, fumble, punt, punt, downs. I'll read that again. If you got kids in the room, you might want to cover their ears. Second half possessions for the Chiefs. Four plays, 22 yards, punt. Three plays, three yards, punt. 12 plays, 65 yards. Travis Kelsey fumbles the ball. Six plays, 24 yards, punt. Three plays, minus two yards, punt. Nine plays, 25 yards, downs. I mean, you don't need, you don't need a, uh, a rocket science degree to figure out why they lost this game. And it's just maddening. It's maddening. It's a waste of a, of a brilliant defensive performance. And the only silver lining I can find is that they've got Andy Reid and they've got Patrick Mahomes. But neither one of those guys can catch the football. So what happened in the first game happened in this game and it snake bit them. Sound off in the comments. What do you guys think? Did, here, I'll pose a question. Do you think the Chiefs offense will get back on track this year? Or will they, will they make the playoffs because they're just good enough on defense to beat bad teams? And then they'll get, the, they'll get to the playoffs and, and it'll just all fall apart. Sound off in the comments. Let me know. Bryce says, thank you to this podcast for giving me a place to assemble with other heartbroken Chiefs fans. 2 a.m. wake up uh, to watch the game in Germany, and now I have to work. Hey, look, Bryce, you know, it's tough, man. I'm glad this helps. I'm glad this podcast helps you. It's good to come here and blow off some steam. It's frustrating, damn it. Um, but it's all right, man. This is the golden age of Chiefs football. 
Chiefs are still like the two seed. Uh, they're going to get jumped now by by the Ravens, who have more wins than them. Um, try try to take heart. Try to shake it off at work. Uh, there's a long way to go here. They'll figure some stuff out. I don't think they're going to be terrible like this all year. I just, I, it's just, I find it impossible to believe. But so far, they're proving me wrong. There's our guy, Stacey. Been waiting on him. The Chiefs' offense, uh, offensive issue is a dearth of, of receiving talent. You fix that in March. There is no fix. Yeah. You know, and I know I said a bunch of times during this, this podcast, during this show, hey, like it's basic, it's the same group of receivers, but it doesn't matter, right? Like last year was last year. Maybe it's the same group of receivers by and large, but they are not performing as well as they were performing last year, right? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's the same group. It's a new year. And this group this year stinks. They stink. Right now, they stink. I'm not trying to take shots at them. I love these guys. I want them all to do well. I'm a Chiefs fan. But right now, you guys stink. And you know it. You know you stink. You're playing like crap. You're playing like crap. Marquez Valdez-Scantling in 17 games last year gave you 687 receiving yards. He He got 42 balls. This year, he's got 249. It's not the same guy. It's not the same guy. Justin Allen says they'll fix things. KC Chiefs fans every week this year. I mean, they've never not figured it out since Mahomes has been there. Uh, Jem says, man, the DeAndre Hopkins people were right. Time to admit, admit it. I mean, you know, like when you've got a, you've got a Rolls Royce, you got a, you got a, what, what, what are the cars the kids like? You got a Lambo. You're not going to put like Walmart tires on it, right? Like you just don't. And that's what the Chiefs have in Patrick Mahomes. And I think it's a little bit of hubris that they're like, we've got this great offensive mind. We've got Patrick Mahomes. We, we can make this work with these guys because we have Patrick Mahomes. Well, not if they can't catch the ball. Not if they're not reliable. Not if your tackles keep getting like drive killing penalties. If they do it all once you're, you're done. Angry drunk German says MVS is the same guy. He's always been. His problem is his problem is he hasn't changed yet. I don't know. I mean, he's not the same guy he was last year. Production wise. This is his worst season. I think. Yeah. I mean, he's on pay. He's going to get like 500. He's, he's not good, man. He's just not good. Adam Thielen would have been perfect from OG. Yeah, I was saying it. I don't know that. I, look, he does. He had to be available, and he's a safety blanket for Bryce Young there in Carolina. And they probably didn't want to trade him because they're trying to develop a young quarterback. And that's what they brought him in for to be that veteran. But see, that's the point, right? Even the Carolina Panthers, who stink, they were like, you know, we've got a a a, a, a quarterback that we've invested in. First, first overall pick. And this Adam Thielen guy, boy, he's a great person to have for, for a kid like that. We put him in the slot. He can be an outlet for this kid, help him move the offense, be reliable, keep his confidence up. And because Patrick Mahomes is basically God and cleats, the Chiefs, after what he did last year, like we traded away Tyreek Hill. We gave him great value wide receiving core, and he won the Super Bowl and the MVP. 
So they're like, let's just get keep investing in the D. Like we can do this every year. And that is just not the case. It is a, a testament to the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes that they won the Super Bowl last year. And as brilliant as he is, you got to give the guy some weapons. Anthony says, I'm not optimistic now, and I always am with Mahomes under center. All I know is that if they make the playoffs, there's no way in hell they can win three to four times with these F and wide receivers so depressed. Not right now. Not not the way they're playing now. Um, <laughs> are we complimenting are we complimenting Carolina? Is that where we are right now? I mean, it's one good decision, right? Like that was a good decision. I think we can all agree. Adam Thielen, end of his career, you bring him in, he's your veteran safety valve. Well, Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, and that's it. And teams know it. And so they're going to try to take him away and force those other guys to beat you. And right now, they can't do it. Shout out to Neil for the super chat. Uh, KC Chiefs offense is not a championship offense. Coaching and quarterback play is good, but the talent just isn't there. Go Birds. Yeah, you're right, man. And again, congrats on the win to you. Um, It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Right now. It can get good. I know, I only know that because I saw these guys do it last year. But right now, through 10 games, not good. Not good, not good enough. Not championship. They'll get you to the playoffs. Mahomes will get you to the playoffs. That defense will get you to the playoffs. Maybe even to the Super Bowl. I mean, frankly, the way the AFC is right now, I mean, they just beat Miami, this explosive offense. Like, and they easily could have won this game. So they're good. Like, this is a Super Bowl caliber team, even with the offense playing the way it's playing. I know that because they just played Super Bowl, a Super Bowl contender in Miami beat them. They just they they played the Eagles, a Super Bowl caliber team, and had them on the ropes and couldn't finish the job. So it's not like they like if a couple things go their way or they don't make some mistakes, they could have won this game. That by definition makes them it possible for them to go to the Super Bowl. And if things bounce their way, they could easily make it to the Super Bowl and maybe even win it. But the odds are way lower, way lower than they would be if they could just catch the ball and score. Way lower. There's there's not a margin for error. And when they when they play, and this team has proven that they can lose to a team like Denver, which is not good, although it's playing better. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. This Eagles pass defense is not good. They're not good. And they have not been good to this point, at least this year. There's just, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here throwing for under 200 yards. Like what's happening? 177 yards, averaging 4.1 yards per attempt. Michael says, uh, and thank you for the super chat, stop with the weapon stuff, run the ball and don't turn it over. I mean, they did though. Like they ran the ball 30 times in this game. That's pretty good for them. It's really good for them, actually. Even Clyde Edwards-Alaire averaged 10 yards per carry. How about that? Do you guys notice he looked a little thick? Like, bigger? I don't know if that's, like, he's trying to be, like, a more of a power back for them. I don't know. But, like, he turned the corner. Looked fine. He still looked slow, but he looked fine. <laughs> looked fine. Yeah, like, yeah. So, Jen, Sam Howell went for 390 against this defense. Angry Junkin' German says the Eagles aren't a great team. 49ers, if healthy, will kill them in the playoffs. I don't know, man. I don't agree. I think they're a great team. It's possible the 49ers are better, but they lost three in a row this year. 
if things don't go right for like like if things don't go right for the 49ers if they if they don't stay ahead they're they're not that like they have great defense great coach purdy's doing an admirable job but like we've seen it like you don't want to play from behind. you know, like you don't want to be playing from behind if you're the 49ers the eagles good coaching today made good coaching adjustments they still held J- jalen hurts to 150 yards passing that's less than Mahomes. Sacked him five times. It's a good team. It's a good team. I mean, like, there's, you know, there's only a handful of elite teams. They're in that tier. Hands down, they're in that tier. They've got their issues that they got to deal with just like the, just like anybody else. San Francisco's got issues. The Eagles got issues. The Ravens have issues. Chiefs have issues. And the Dolphins have issues. Cowboys have issues. But I think that's your, one of those teams, two, two of those teams are going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think I left anybody out. So I'm going to be Cincinnati. You know, so that's it. Um, I don't have much more to say in that game, guys. Look, we're going to be back uh, this week. It's it's a Monday Night Football game, so we've got our regular slate of shows Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be back on Thursday. Uh, actually, we'll all be back on Thursday. So Thursday, kind of exciting, is the first ever Arrowhead Attic Thanksgiving special. It's probably going to come out like Wednesday night, but it'll be there for you on Thursday morning on Turkey Day when you wake up. Um, So make sure you check that out. We recorded it last week, so we didn't know how this game was going to turn out. We made some predictions and things like that. Um, But we preview the Raiders game ahead of time. Wanted to make sure you guys got that show. I know you'll all be busy with your families on Thanksgiving, and uh, that's awesome. But, you know, if you're if you're up in the morning or the night before you're cooking and you want to listen to the pod and, you know, uh, before the football starts Thursday morning, check it out. Thanksgiving special. The whole crew is there. It's it, we had a lot of fun with it. It is Raider week. And look, I, I want to leave you with something um, just because I know how frustrating these these games are when they play like this. And uh, I remember talking to you guys after after the Super Bowl loss. That was rough. Uh, and it's nice. It's nice to have this podcast. It's nice to come and talk to my friends who are, who are Chiefs fans um, and just, you know, talk it out. You know, you get frustrated, you care a lot, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, you guys, we're thankful for you. you. You guys are awesome. Our members in particular who keep this channel up and running, you guys are incredible. We don't have too many losses as Chiefs fans throughout each year. You're looking at three, four, maybe five losses each season. It's been a hell of a run. It's not over. That's a veteran coaching staff, a veteran team, a great defense, one of the best defenses I've ever seen a Chiefs team have, maybe the best in my lifetime. There's a lot to hang your hat on here if you're a Chiefs fan. Frustrating loss, offensive problems, but you still have the best quarterback in football. You still have a Hall of Fame tight end. You still have Andy Reid. So if you're putting money down, that the Chiefs aren't going to figure anything out. I'm just saying you might be right, but I would not take those odds. I just wouldn't take them. They're, they're too good. They've got too much talent, but they got to figure something out. They've got to figure something out. Jugs machine, cut people, like send a message. I don't know. Cut MVS. Like, why not? <laughs> like something's got something. Something's got a, a statement needs to be made to this team. It's not just, oh, well, we had a we had a bad game. Like, no, like this is an ongoing issue. We tried to fix it in the bye week and we have not fixed it. So what are we gonna do? And that's for them to decide. What we're supposed to do is eat a bunch of turkey, 
drink a bunch of beer, wine, enjoy ourselves, enjoy your Thanksgiving. And coast on the weekend, it's Raider week. Uh, angry drunk in German. I got $400 in a Super Bowl win and I don't lose money. Yeah, man. Anthony, thanks for talking us off the ledge. Hey, man, that's what we're here for. We're all Chiefs fans. Rough night, rough night. It was a good game. It was a good game. It's just frustrating. And sometimes we come out, we come out on the on the good end of games like this way more than we come out on the bad end. So take your lumps. Good for the Eagles. They deserve it. Hopefully we see them again. I'd love a Super Bowl rematch. It's a great team. Kelsey's, all that stuff. It's good stuff. But got to figure out. Uh, Alex Smith, what's the issue? Alex, can you catch, man? That's the issue. All right, everybody. Uh, I, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you so much for joining me solo in all your interaction in the chat, all the super chats. Shout out to our members and uh, appreciate all of you guys. We will be back tomorrow with our regularly scheduled Tuesday show, and we'll see you there. But until then, as always, keep the faith and go Chiefs. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.